Hi. Hey, Justin. How's it going? It's going pretty good. What's that in the background right there? Priorities for Flexolytics. Oh, that is the thing that I was going to mastermind next time. That's the analytics uh, service that I'm working on. Cool. Well, what's that little uh, tool you're using there? Well, whimsical. Yeah, this is the same one that I used last time to do all the uh, mind map stuff for Alchemist Camp. It's pretty flexible, so you can uh, you can use it to do that mind map kind of thing like this, or just like a Trello as well, and you can drag stuff and link stuff. I think this is probably going to get more popular. Yeah, that's that probably is going to get more popular. That looks looks like a useful uh, a useful sort of uh, and it's collaborative as well, right? Yeah, it's collaborative. It's it reminds me a little bit of Notion. Like it's got really cheap entry level pricing, and mm -hmm. it's really flexible, and you can do a lot of stuff with it. And people are still kind of exploring it and figuring it out. Yeah, cool, cool. So, um, so let's see. We had we had some kind of agenda here. So, um, oh, I think the first thing we're going to do is uh, just give a quick update about where we're at with uh, our different projects. All right. So um, I'll, I'm I'll ready go to first. Go. Oh, okay. oh, you okay. Yeah, fine. all right, I'm going. Um, okay, go on you. <laughs> so on the main goal of health, I've not done so well this week. I've mm. uh, made it out running once, did a few like body weight exercises of the park once. My sleep schedule has been all over the place, but it's basically been the ideal lifestyle for not getting the coronavirus. I've just been at home by myself on the computer. <laughs> so give myself a D plus. <laughs> then uh, D plus, that's not too bad. Yeah. And then uh, on the, uh, you know, Alchemist camp and the uh, side project side of things, it's, it's been a bit better. Um, I have not done a bunch of videos like I had last time, but I got some more coding done on the site for this podcast. And that involved learning more about Phoenix Live View. It's uh, it's getting another update. It's it's still not 1.0, so it's, it's a bit crazy. Um, I also had a call with someone from Elixir School, which is probably the second largest website related to Elixir. It's all open source mm -hmm. stuff, and they're uh, reviewing Alchemist Camp and may may do some kind of collaboration with me where I offer a different tier service of it at some kind of discount or some kind of different deal just for Elixir school, um, open source contributors. So great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And that'll be fantastic, uh, to have a link from them because they're where a lot of people, uh, end up right at the beginning when they start researching, like learn Elixir. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's been, it's been okay on yourself. Yeah. Um, well health, um, I've got, did, did I tell you that I was, um, I will. Okay. I told you that I had diabetes, right? You know that. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you that I got a continuous glucose monitor? I don't remember if you said that or not. I, so I that was a, something a that I was going to do. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, so I've got this goal to try and get myself to about 150 to, to kind of level out at 150, um, which is, so a normal person's blood sugar is typically around 75, 80. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're if you're sort of diabetes too, if you can keep it down to one fifty or lower, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm shooting for a hundred. You know, that would be perfect. But uh, given that I've been in the three hundreds for a couple of years at this point, that's that's hard. Ooh. So um, I gave, I uh, got a continuous glucose monitor, which is basically you plug this this needles in you all the time, 
and is transmitting data to your phone. And so you've got this constant chart of, of what's going on, like every five minutes of what's going on with your blood sugar. And it definitely is beneficial because when I, because the only other way of like getting your blood sugar is pricking yourself with a needle right. and basically getting some blood and looking at it. And you get that instant is, feedback, I guess, it, on your lifestyle. Are you talking about with the continuous glucose monitoring or with the thing? Yeah, with the con- continuous glucose monitoring, you do get instant feedback. And um, it's cool because you can basically see the effect. So you can also learn like, oh, wait, that that food actually doesn't affect me anywhere near as much as I thought it did, whereas this food that I thought was good is like skyrocketing my blood sugar. Mm. So it's, it's changing my eating patterns because I'm sort of seeing it on there all the time. And, um, you know, I'm just getting down to about the 200s now. What I'm not doing is I'm not moving enough. Um, moving require, you know, um, I think moving would be the next thing to bring me down to the 150. So I, I'm just sort of, because my day job, I've got this crazy deadline for Feb 20. And uh, I'm just like jamming, sitting in the chair, working, working, working. I've barely got like, every day is like less than a thousand steps kind of thing. So I just need to get movement in there. And with the continuous glucose monitoring, and I think that that would be good. Have you ever, this is just something that came up in conversation with a friend a while ago. Have you ever heard of a, a website from a doctor called uh, Jason Fung? He's got like a, so he's like specializes in that, an Australian doctor. And he's, uh, I think um, I have. He's done a lot of stuff on intermittent fasting and extended fasting. Yes, I hear a lot about intermittent fasting. I yeah. hear a lot about like, intermittent fasting. Yeah. I've kind of been interested in that myself. Like I'm, I'm not diabetic, but I'm overweight and I should, uh, you know, at least consider, uh, you know, doing things to lower blood sugar a bit as well. Um, and in theory, at least from what my friends have said, it's a lot easier to do that, uh, um, you know, a, like a three-day fast once a month or once every two weeks than it is to, you know, be pretty good every day. Well, also, <clears throat> one of the popular intermittent fasting ones is is daily, right? The so basically, it's to just, yeah, yeah. So just just have that eight-hour uh, eat window. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, the other thing I was going to say is, even though I haven't been moving that much, they they say that actually it's through the kitchen that you lose weight, not through the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true because I've been struggling to get below 220 pounds, um, I mean, for years. And I just I just got below 220. And I think the reason is, is because this having this monitoring of my blood sugar so carefully, I want to try and keep it flat. So I sort of, I'm eating less because I know that if I eat, it's going to bring it up. So it's like literally gamifying me, <laughs> making me eat less, is what I think is going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway. Gamification is. I, I like applying that to pretty much anything um, except getting people to click ads. Yeah, right. Gamification yeah. for good. <clears throat> um, with with regard to the progress of the different projects, uh, with Nugget, I did unlock um, all of the content. So you, um, as a as an Academy member. We'll be able to just go and click at, at any piece of content now, um, up to stage nine, because I haven't done eleven and twelve, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm they're still work in progress. Um, so I did that, but I haven't really told anyone except for a few people who I'm sort of uh, working with and mentoring, because I'm finding more and more that I need to send people into stage nine to to learn about some of the sales site stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it was really annoying because it's locked. So I just unlocked it now i can just send them a link and then go straight in and that's good um with 
uh, with speak, um, there's um, basically my 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 strategy is is as I described at the end of uh, the last show. I think I'm going to stick with that, which is to work on task flow and to develop that consumer based product, flywheel product. I haven't done any more than what we spoke about last time, so I'm sort of basically stalled out. So that's I, kind of where I'm at. I had a quick question on speak, actually, just a mini yeah, tangent. Sure. That is, how do people find it in general? Like, it, it seems like you don't, or how do, how do people find any of your new stuff? I know Nugget, you went on Indie Hackers and, and you know, did well, a little bit of interaction, but. Well, this is what, th so basically in, in the Nugget Academy itself, it teaches um, a number of different ways to launch a product and validate a product. Mm -hmm. And so one thing about me is I do create a lot of products because I'm looking for a product that validates really well so that I can then double down and scale it and, mm -hmm. and scale its success. So um, the standard, depending on the type of product, um, I launch it in different ways. But with Speak, the first thing that I'll do is um, I'll come up with the idea. Then I will talk to a few people via Slack or on the phone about the idea and just get a general gut feel what people think about, is it is it even worth me? So remember the hyper-iteration thing. So yeah. I want to iterate as quickly as possible. Well, if I speak to five people and they all say, dude, that is the, that, that, it, it's not, a, that's not just dumb, but like, that is going to be a waste of your life. You know, if, if everyone says that, then I'm, I'm going to be like, I'd have to be, I'd have to feel pretty strongly about it to move beyond just that, you know? So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that just gets killed dead in the water that way. Um, then the next thing I do is I'll I'll sort of uh, work up a landing page, and that'll just be super simple with like a headline and with some basic concepts about it, some basic um, features of it. And uh, that landing page, then I'll 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 use that. I'll put an emailing list on and uh, get people to to join an emailing list and come into a Slack and then I'll start talking to the people about the product. And how, so the how landing, would those people first hit the landing page though? Well, so, the, so there's, there's different ways. So it, it just depends on the product. So, you know, if it's a product that, that feels right to be introduced through Indie Hackers, then I'll do an Indie Hackers post. If it's a product that feels right to go through BetaList, um, betalist.com, which is very, very good for certain products, then I'll put it there. If it's a product that feels right to be validated via buying ads on Google AdSense, or you know, or post. So it, there's really multiple different strategies, but it, it relies it relies on what the product is and who the product market is. Okay. So a consumer a consumer product like Taskflow and Speak, which is also Speak is is an in between. It's kind of a, a consumer product, but it's a consumer product for website owners. So I put that. Um, by the way, if if anyone is, uh, watching this wants to check out Speak, you can go to speakhq.co. And what it does is it, it lets people uh, present on their website without videos. So it, it sort of lets you do a screencast on a single web page and you can move the, move the mouse around and you can go that. And I've um, already got, uh, I think it's about, at this point, it's about 60 beta signups. And the way that hmm. I did that was by putting it on betalist, um, betalist.co and uh, .com. And you can pay, I think it's, you could either just put it on there for free and it takes three months to get on. Or you can spend 150 bucks or 199 bucks and just get get it on straight away. So for me, it's well worth spending that money. And I've done it with multiple products on there, and then that will create thousands of viewers of you know uh, of traffic. Okay. But it only creates that if it's the right product. So for example, I did I did a product. Um, so Speak is the right product because it's it's consumer. Um, but it's it's consumer for people who have websites, but lots of people who have websites. Right, right. So that's why I got like 50 signups straight away. 
then those people, a lot of, you know, a fair percentage of them came into a, a new Slack group that I created. And then I had, I set up meetings and I did FaceTime calls like this with people about the product. And all the indications of the product are from those meetings that it's, it's not, it's not the, the sort of flywheel revenue product that I should focus on right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of potential, but it's, it, it's the wrong, there's this thing about scale, like, you know, I, are you are you working at the right scale for where you are at as a founder? Right. Um, right. And that product is the wrong scale for where I am. You know that that product is if I if I already had a couple of hundred thousand in the bank, um, in, that I could that I could spend in a, in a product, let's say five hundred thousand or, or a million or something, like this would be the per- something like this would be perfect for for Rob Walling after he'd. Um, I don't know, done hit tail or something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, that would I, yeah, be absolutely I didn't, perfect. I didn't want to pull it on a, a big tangent. Just uh, I was just curious how you were getting people there because uh, what I've noticed on indie hackers or even with a lot of friends in uh, like a, this line chat group, line is like Taiwan and Japan and Thailand's version of WhatsApp. Um, yeah. They'll generally just go everywhere. They'll go to like Reddit. They'll go to like 10 different subreddits. They'll go to Indie Hackers. They'll go to Hacker News. They'll go to Product Hunt. Just everywhere where it's free to post, they'll post it. And obviously you you weren't uh, you weren't well, trying th- that hard in that way, at y- least. Yeah. And I think that's also a function of I'm not connected to the idea. Th- and this is, this, this is something that I teach in the academy as well, is that if you get super invested in an idea at that early stage, it's it's really problematic because you're kind of all in on the idea, mm-hmm. but you haven't validated it. You haven't gone through fast fast validation iterations. And then six months later, you realize what you could have realized in the first couple of weeks if you'd just been not so all in on it and just spoken to more people about it and realized, oh yeah, this there's a major Achilles heel. It doesn't work with me as a founder for these reasons. You know, so that's what I try. That's what I really try and avoid up front. Um, and that's, that's, it's difficult. Um, but, uh, you know, some of them get further along the path until I realize, ah, that's what the problem with this is, you know? Yeah. I, I used to do this when I was very first becoming a programmer. I used to do this with flash games. I'd like put a ton of time into making something and be like, actually, like it was kind of all wasted time. So you've made flash games. That was uh, that was when I like first became like an actual programmer. Um, I, I had run a WordPress blog for a long time and made some some really simple JavaScript widgets for uh, converting Chinese numbers to Roman and back and forth or that kind of thing. But uh, um, it was after I left the uh, the brick and mortar language school that I had uh, been a partner in in Taiwan for four years. And I, I had some time and I had enough money that I didn't have to work for a bit. Uh, I, w- I went to mainland China in Kunming. And, you know, I, just, I had a, um, a roommate there that had, uh, uh, you know, he was learning how to program and doing a lot of stuff. And I, I just happened to be when congregate.com put out this tutorial for like make a flash game. And it was really, hmm. it was really easy to, I mean, you know, follow this cookie cutter process. Um, so I did one, which is like this side-scrolling shooter, and then uh, <laughs> immediately after that, I made a like a clone of uh, like Arkanoid or Breakout. If you ever played that old mm-hmm. game from the eighties, then yeah. I then I made uh, 
this this it was good for learning, but it was not a good product. I made a like a complex uh, uh, sort of like a Tetris game, except uh, you'd have uh, you'd have levels. Then in between them, you'd go to a shop and you would buy different pieces. And there are more complex pieces than in Tetris that are mostly horrible because mm. it's like a big U shape or something like that. That's mm. that's hard to place. And uh, the way this game worked, it was like you start off with these horrible pieces and you've got to do okay to uh, sell them and get better pieces. And so most people would just lose right away. And then some people would start winning and then get better pieces and then like really, really win at it. So it was like maybe 1% of people who played it would like feel like they were doing okay and get into it. And everyone else would just be like, oh, this is hard. This sucks. Hmm. But I, I spent... Uh, Especially because I, I was learning how to program as I did this, learning yeah. PS3. Um, I spent a lot of time on that thing and drawing like all the stuff for it. So, yeah, Flash yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was great, and I think I think Flash uh, sort of unlocked it. It kind of unlocked people's creativity in a way that wasn't really accessible on the web. Um, yeah, people just did did just created you know whole new worlds i'm not even sure that even today that people do use the web in in the same creative way as 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 with flash i mean when i found it in 2010 like for someone who doesn't really code much but you can you know you're comfortable like drawing or or like at least manipulating assets in uh you know in an adobe program like it was it was amazingly quick to like build something and get feedback yeah. and it was it was a great way to learn how to program yeah so. that's cool so did you so what happened with the games i mean did, are they still out i mean i think they're still on congregate all uh, they're still on congregate I've, but uh, uh but like no one has flash so <laughs> yeah you, you probably can't actually run them but uh they uh they should still be there i'll put them in the the show links okay. if i find them Go to the homepage of that. Is it all MP is it all um, JS games now? I bet it's not. I bet they still have some Flash and probably Unity. They like when I, so I I I like started using it in 2010. Although I'd played for a few years first, and they were still almost all JavaScript in 2011, and uh, we're just starting to add some some Unity. Well, what what does Unity run in? That just runs in JavaScript, does it? Or what, well, how does the Unity run? Uh, well, Unity is C sharp. I mean, it's written okay. in C but you write C sharp, and it could export to pretty much everything. So it looks like, yeah, they've got a lot of mobile games, and I bet the people that are writing these are writing those in Unity. Yeah. Um, hard games. Cool. Yeah. Okay. What did, what are, we were going to talk about um, mental models. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there's one that I I've been thinking about a bit, and I've I've already done a, a mini podcast on it before, but that oh. one is engines versus power ups. Okay. And basically, uh, this is how I think about stuff to learn. There, there there's some things you can learn, which will have utility for decades for your whole life, like. Uh, one example of that would be pure math, because you know math is not going to disappear. Uh, another example is uh, learning a language. Like I kind of suffered in my early to mid twenties learning uh, foreign languages. Uh, 
you know, I've, I lived in Taiwan for seven years and learned how to speak and read and even write Chinese. The writing has gotten way worse, but uh, um, that is still going to be useful 50 years from now because people are still going to speak Chinese. Same thing with sales, same thing with like any like human related thing. So but that's an engine. That That is an engine. But on the other extreme, uh, you've got stuff like learning the absolute latest, coolest JavaScript framework or learning how to use a tool that's really hot right now. So uh, if, if you just go for the engine, um, then maybe you, know, you, you get a math degree or a philosophy degree in, in your university, and then you, you spend a lot of time learning uh, foreign languages or you know, learning stuff like that, then you may not actually be able to get a job with it. You may not really excel at any one specific thing that not just the market, but just that the world cares about that much. Um, whereas if, if you go the, the power upside, you like, uh, like say what I did in, in San Francisco in 2013, like I studied backbone JS and CoffeeScript, both of which are totally useless now, but they took me from, you know, being an outsider in the tech industry, not really being able to get a decent job to, you know, a good six figure a year job at Groupon because there was a really high demand for them. And there's other stuff kind of in between like programming yeah, languages. That, that is super interesting. So that's, that's exactly what I wasn't using this language, but but with when developing Nugget, I was thinking about engine mm-hmm. uh, for you. You know, so basically, the no, the knowledge there is foundational. Basically, I wanted to give the knowledge to anyone to stop them from ever picking a bad side project again, so that yeah. they so that they never waste their time, so that they 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 always um, had the reason to. Uh, to know why they were working on something that could make profit for them and their family. And um, what I noticed is when I was researching and looking at a lot of other courses, they were very much about power-ups, uh, very much about this is how you use Google AdWords, this mm-hmm. is how you advertise on on Facebook, which I think is like a whole other um, strata. So that's, that's very interesting. And maybe listening to you now, maybe there isn't enough power-ups in there or maybe, maybe I mean I do, I do I do link out to you know to 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 lessons about that stuff, but I'm trying to teach the foundational knowledge is my main goal. So I, I I kind of think of this like a video game. Like say say you're playing like one of those racing games where you you play a level and then based on how you did in the race you have some money to spend at the shop and you get more you get more nitro or you upgrade your engine or you yeah. get like some better tires or something. I, I think the way that works best in that and and also like outside of games is if you if you most of the time you work on your engine because that'll that'll still be paying dividends much later but mm-hmm. when you want to try to make a jump or when you need to make a jump then you kind of go all in on whatever the nitro is so if if you're doing it now maybe it would be um instagram marketing for for a marketer or you know learning about uh um, say Nux.js and working with Firebase or something like that if you're a developer and get that next level locked in. And then like once you've consolidated that next level of success, then you want to go back to focusing on the engine until you're like getting ready to uh, you know make a leap for the next uh, the next. Do plan. you have a blog? Not exactly. Not I, I'm used to, but uh, 
I think you should have a blog and, and something like that, I think, could be a very succinct and very good blog post that could bring a lot of awareness to you that could get to do well on Hacker News and other sites like that. Because um, I think it's really good. I, I like it a lot. Cool. Is this, is this your, did you come up with this concept? Uh, as far as I know, this one is all me. Yeah, nice. Maybe that should be our goal, to kind of uh, invent mental models rather than sort of just tell people about other people's mental models. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's something that's, you know, useful, because I, I spent so much time thinking about this stuff and, and yeah. going to like all one extreme or the other before, so. I like it. That's nice. Yay I'll, on uh, the engines try versus to, power-ups. I'll try to make a blog post out of it. I think you should make, I, I think you should set up a blog um, and start blog, start content marketing. I mean, content marketing is is a perfect um, route for you, um, for both, uh, I guess, this podcast and also for uh, what you're working on, um, the different things that you're working on, the analytics tool uh, and uh, the Elixir stuff. Yeah, it seems like it's so much easier to get people to share to share a blog post than a video, by the way. Like like videos do not do well on Hacker News or on Reddit or oh, yeah. any similar sites. Well, people just want to be able to get to the problem with videos is it's like it's it's this stream of data. So, so like how do you get to the specific nugget of information? Whereas you can scan a blog post and you can you can get it, you know, if you can speed read it, you yeah, can read a TLDR, yeah. you know, it's just it's just more possible. Um, I like that a lot. Um, so, so what's, uh, uh, okay. So I wanted to talk about one blog post, which I thought was very cool. Uh, reasons not to become famous by Tim Ferriss. I, I yeah, I already read that one. I was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it it, it made me. Is that Tim Ferriss? It is. Cool, yeah. I'm just going yeah, to the site was, for people on the video. It was really interesting just, just talking. Oh, quick just, aside, if, if you are just listening to this on the podcast, you should check out the Reactor YouTube channel because you'll see us going to the sites and sometimes you know looking at our, our uh, planner tools or the sites we're talking about. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that to me is like a central thing about this. I mean, I know that this is a podcast, but... This is a screen podcast. I mean, we are basically doing screen sharing. We're doing a lot of stuff on the screen all the time. So, yes, it is good to listen to when you're when you're running or something. But we are doing a lot of stuff on screen. I wonder does does a podcast player play? Is there any way of putting the video into the podcast? Player? Not yet, but I bet there will be. Yeah, it should be really right. It 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 sort of doesn't make sense that it it doesn't happen already. I think it's going like, that way though, because there's so many interview podcast shows where they actually meet in person and also record mm-hmm. video, including yeah. Tim Ferriss's. Like so, so let's say you were listening to this podcast and you wanted to go and have a look at what we were talking about right now, and you were out running. What would you do? How would you? What would be the process to to do that? That's a tough one. I do listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm running. Um, I would <laughs> you just, do. yeah, I do. Um, I would just uh, keep running. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Would, but would it, you take? Would you? Would you take note of the time frame, maybe, and then check? No, it's only if it was super interesting. Yeah, I have done that a few times. I've I've paused, like say, if I 
if I take a minute break to uh, to drink water or something, I, I might I might like just check and see about what time it was. Okay. But usually, I mean, if I were in a if I were just like say walking through the park, or if I were on a subway or something like that, then maybe. But but while running, it's a tough one. So um, okay, talking about um, eleven reasons not to become famous, which is Tim Ferriss's blog post here. Could you just scroll down to this thing where he talks about the difference between a school, a village, and a yeah, where, where was the it? tribe, the village, yeah. city. Yeah. So this, I really, really like this. It's like in your class at school, you know, you may have twenty people who you all kind of you kind of know them, and they're probably going to be cool. There might be someone who exhibits some weird some weird behavior every now and again in your school there's going to be like a couple of weird kids um and probably some danger you know a couple of dangerous ones and in your town there's going to be you know there's going to be like a 10 20 you know 100 people and then the more the more you expand that you know the larger the more people that are involved just through sheer math there's going to be crazies coming into the mix yeah you know? yeah um have you so, experienced that yourself yet yes i i definitely have and i i never really thought about it this way um and but you know jason who has on on the other podcast texting jason who is is more i guess more opinionated than me i mean he's 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 not afraid to be quite opinionated about his opinions right. um you know he's definitely over the 10 years of the show he's had some people you know some some crazies you know um, more than me. So I think he, um, Tim Ferriss says here, it doesn't matter what the content is like crazies are going to get you. But I think, I think it, I think that's a multiplier. Like if you are kind of even keeled and not doing stuff that's too crazy and not expressing super strong opinions, it's less likely that you are going to get someone hooking onto you in that way. I agree. <clears throat> in yeah. fact, in fact, the crazies that, that I've encountered have not been because of texting. It's been because of Pluggio. Uh, because oh. because with Plugio there was uh, I had 25,000 people on the emailing list and um the some people somehow connected with me through that that, that it was like there it was a bit scary I I had one crazy person I dealt with I used to have a reasonably popular blog for teaching English and learning foreign languages <laughs> there was one person who actually had interviewed me for his site and made some mistakes like he he just said some stuff that i hadn't said nothing horrible but i you know i kind of uh said something like well you know it wasn't these things weren't all right but at least you know at least the, that was just the uh, the written version and the online version uh looks okay and he like went off the rails over this to the point where um, like not only did he send lots of threats then, but, but years later when I hadn't even communicated with this guy at all, he sent me an email when I was in San Francisco. It was like, I know you're in San Francisco now and I'll off you myself. And I was just like, whoa. And it turned out, you know, he had, uh, you know, a lot of other people that he had, uh, online grudges with or issues with. Um, and fortunately, I think I think I was like far enough down the list that like nothing else happened, and he like I think I believe he just stayed in Australia or uh, wherever he was traveling in Asia. But it was it, it was that that like really made me think like 
do I want to have this old blog at all? Mm. And and I that's interesting. I, I do agree with what you were saying that the uh, the content matter has you know, has a big effect because I, I think you know the worst would be if you were like a political blogger. Yeah, you're you're, you're blogging you're just like, about Trump or something like you're that. You're going to be angering like double digit <laughs> percentage of your audience mm. all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the best is if you're like uh, like uh, Lex Friedman. Podcastery is this podcast that's all about artificial intelligence. So he has like uh, you know experts from computer science. He had like Jeremy Howard on there. He's had like a, yeah. a bunch of uh, self-driving car experts. And I bet like the uh, like it's just enough work to go through that kind of content yeah. that most the audience is like even if the audience gets big, I think it'll be pretty well put together. The post was just it was eye-opening for me to just think, um, wow, you know, security becomes a major issue. You know, people wanting something from you becomes a major issue. Mm. And, um, you know, he makes, a, he makes a good point, which is he's, he's not even famous. You know, Tim Ferriss isn't even famous. Even like within the scale of the capability of, of, of fame on the planet, yeah. like Tim Ferriss is like way down there. You know, like me, you and me are like we're we're little gnats on 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 the butt of a, of an ant on the butt of a an elephant kind of thing, um, but but Tim Ferriss is he has what ten, 10 million people I guess you know in his circle, it's and it's that's a lot. still small yeah that's well it's small comparative to you know Brad Pitt you know yeah well, like when I'm you sure, think about what sure true fame. I mean, when you think about true fame, like, oh my God, I mean, when the whole world is your circle, it must be, it must be mind-blowingly difficult to live every day. Yeah. I, I uh, love the Bill Murray quote. Oh, um, I, I do remember something about that. Yeah, like, Bill Murray's like, you know, fame, fame is okay, but, you know, if you want to be rich and famous, try rich first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I always want to say people who want to be rich and famous... Try being rich first. See if that doesn't cover most of it. There's not much downside to being rich other than paying taxes, having your relatives ask you for money. Yeah, I, I, I. So I think this kind of ties into the whole luck surface area thing. Like, you, you also have an unluck surface area. Yes, I was thinking exactly the same thing. And on the yeah. on the whole, I think it's, I think it's a plus. Like, I think so many people work so hard to, uh, you know, kind of build their profile do conference talks or do uh, do a lot of blogging or or uh, Tim Ferriss, especially like he worked really crazy hard to get as much like media attention for each of his books as he could. And yeah, I, I think it's like almost all a plus until you get like really far. And even then it's still mostly a plus, but but the numbers are so big, you have to deal with a lot of the bad. I don't know. I, I would... I mean, I, I think some level, so I think fame within your, within your niche or within your profession, or at least uh, like high professional respect in whatever it is you do, I think that is super useful and it will make getting rich way easier. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of hard, like Bill Murray couldn't have gotten rich if he weren't famous, if he were just like a, you know, a stage actor, mm. you know? Yeah. That would have been a lot harder for him. So you're making the site for the for the podcast how many videos have you done for that 
and like so because it's it's a double whammy project for you you're building our podcast hosting site and you're making videos about yeah. doing that and then you're reselling those or will putting those videos out there yeah they're they're all free but yeah it, it's it's been a lot um and and i'm behind on it as well um so go to so have you been putting the videos out already put some of them out uh youtube.com slash alchemist camp so um i have done one two three four five that are published on youtube and i've got another hour of footage i'm editing and then i also have enough content making the site for like the next four videos probably should they th i mean this is just me thinking right now looking at it shouldn't shouldn't they sort of all say in the title you know pod my new podcast site or something like that i don't think so uh, because the the thing that makes them a big pull for my audience is that they're they're related to Phoenix Live View. So that's why every single one of them says Live View app in there. Like that's Got what it. people want. So Live View app is the podcast app. Okay. So so Live View is the technology I'm using to make it. That's uh that's the thing where you but can write the back end in Elixir. It's a But right now you're not using Live are you using Live View for anything else? Nope. This is the first one. Yeah, it, right. So so right now it, it saying Live View app kind of is as good as saying it like is basically anyone who comes into there will see uh and now i'm working on my podcast app i'm it assuming is. that that's what you say yeah okay. um and, and the other thing the other thing is uh people that i mean they're following for the technical content but the people that that really do follow that are i mean they all know what i'm building because they're typing it into their keyboards as well so um i i don't think it's going to be like anywhere near a full crossover but i think there'll be a fair number of people who like see this and are at least like oh like what what is this <laughs> what is this thing maybe i'll i'll check out the podcast what's the let's have a look at the com uh, did, did you get any comments on that first video that had a, a couple of hundred views uh well i have a comment uh saying they're testing my new commenting system and <laughs> they're glad i uh, no, it i meant on youtube on youtube yeah, yeah yeah sure thing let's um, have a look at the, the youtube comments just go back a couple more and by the way the stereotype of youtube comments is that they're horrible but my experience has been they're great so this one how many views did this have this is this had a couple hundred views uh yeah so okay. hey mark how are you doing man may i ask you for something for this series could you make a video of how to use live view to interact with some javascript libraries those draggable ones like some charts um, someone nice. else gave me some advice on how to restore all all windows in VS code. Um, okay. Got a couple of thank yous. Then Great. the uh, the next one. So the second one at 300 views. Each one has less views in any given series, like because everyone will. Oh, that it always works that way. Okay. Yeah, because everyone will do the first video, right? Like they're all gonna um, mm -hmm. start it, but you may not finish them all. Just like a series of books. It's a funnel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people asking that anyone else run into string keys for a sign. So it's somebody asking questions about how the, uh, um, how the upgrade I did works. So nice. I'm, I suspect by the time this is done, it'll be a pretty high traffic. Uh, so what, what do you think you're me. thinking it'll be? So, so far you've got six. Well, how many videos have you actually created in total at this point? Five, five. 
Okay, and you're thinking, are you halfway done or? I, I think for the coding, I like, like my my coding of the site, it's way more than halfway done, uh, or it's way more than halfway to an MVP, enough to just put stuff up there. But uh, for the videos, I don't know, it might be like ten or twelve. It's uh, cool. you know, it's it's really a lot of con like it. It takes a lot longer to screencast and explain something than it does to just write it. Yeah. How long would how long would it take to, like, how many days of, of work effort would it take to just build it, if it, if you want, didn't have to do the the screencast? Less than one. Like it would be it would not be a lot. Um, another oh, okay. another factor in this is uh, like there, there's stuff like I use MacVim for example. And I've got all kinds of stuff set up for MacVim. So I, I can just instantly go to, uh, I, I've, I've got like a thing that will set a, a system environment variable for what project I'm on. So I can just say, uh, go to the uh, reactor project. And yeah. then after I've done that, I've got another shortcut to go straight to the router. So I just, I just hit, um, you know, a, a, a three char- key character combination like leader uh, GR and I'm at the router and mm-hmm. I, I can hit like a different combination and I'm at the mix file. And this is horrible nice. for screencasting. Like it's great for oh, coding, but if yeah. I'm doing this in a screencast, people will be like, you're teleporting between files. Like what, what are you doing? The cursor is going everywhere. <laughs> um, so, so like it's great. I mean, I love Vim, but as great as it is, uh, personally as a programmer, because you can automate everything, you, you just get like more and more and more leverage. Uh, it's it's really horrible helping someone understand all the steps and how something works. So, so what do you do? You just use like a tree nav on the left. Oh, well, I, I mean, I've got I've got Nerd Tree, um, but or I've got a number of navigation things set up. I could do Get this it. but usually i i just use vs code because that's what everyone uses and that's is that on the right there uh yes this is on the right yeah got it yeah so you can they can just see the, the tree and, and how it's all working and yep. in fact it's uh i've also got this thing up here which is one minor uh bit of success from alchemist camp i've been working on those beginner um like email course sequences yeah, and some people are actually like emailing me back and be like, "Here's the code I wrote based on that." Like, I've done challenge one. Where's the next one? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. So that's a good idea, and let's just just stick with that for a sec. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking maybe that's something. Just brainstorming here about Nugget challenges. I wonder if there's like if 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 that kind of thing could work in an, in the context of learning. Well, you suggested that yourself, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So like write a blog post, write a blog post and try and get a hundred people to look at it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. like after people have done it, some people be like, shoot, I, I attracted the worst kind of most fickle audience who will never buy anything, but they yeah. kind of like learn it from experience. <clears throat> I think that's- Okay. So, so how does that work for you? How does your, so how does your challenges work? You just- is there is it on the trip sequence or is it's not yet so it's oh yeah we, we mentioned that last it's time it's from yeah. that yeah it's from that type form uh connect thing that i hooked got up got it got it yeah okay. um so what, what i'm thinking is uh i'm just gonna give i'm just gonna make it four emails so I, i've been doing these manually but it's been i've been getting an uptick 
And the two things I use to decide what four emails to send are how good they are at Elixir and what their best language is. Because okay. if their best language is Erlang, they are going to be way different than uh, if their best language is anything else. And if their best language is, say, like Java or .NET, they might be a little different than if their best language were Ruby or Python or yeah, uh, something like sense. that. So, okay. so that's it's, the main thing, or that's the secondary thing. Then the main so it's thing very is like, context-driven, very context-driven. So that's something that I should probably think about for Nugget as well. Yeah, okay, got it. So, yeah. so what I'm so the the main division that I'm making is like how much Elixir do they know? If they're advanced, mm. I don't care about their best language because they'll all be about the same. Uh, but if they're a beginner or if they're an intermediate, then those emails change a little bit. So um, there's going to be a little bit of overlap. But between these three levels and four emails that each person gets, I need about nine or ten emails till I've got mm. everything, and then I'll automate it. And I've I've written seven so far. Okay. So nice. That's uh, that'll hopefully be automated like within a month or so. So. I think we should begin to wrap up. Mm -hmm. um, done like 45 minutes on the clock here. Um, maybe we could think about what goal... Um, well, what, what? how do you think we should wrap up? I th yeah, I think goals for next time is a good one. Yeah. Goals. Um, yeah. Man, so next time from, from today, which is... Uh, let's just see what the day is today. It is the... 12th so seven days from now is the 19th and then my my deadline for the, my day job uh is the 20th so um you're still gonna now, be pretty slammed i'm gonna be super slammed between now and the 20th but i should be what could i do i i really want to move so ta task flow is the thing that i want to move forward with so <clears throat> the next steps the steps are going to be my the usual steps that i do to validate a product and so just to remind anyone who was listening last time or that's interesting podcasts grow so every sorry just this is just a thought just occurred uh -huh. to me so with your with your course it's, it goes less and less and less people watch everyone but with a podcast if you're doing it well more and more and more and more people listen to everyone yeah so yeah that's, that's true it's kind of an like a an inverse anyway <clears throat> um so with task flow i I sort of need to specify the product what it what it fully is. There's a few there's a few problems that I think it it's solving for me and I think I really need to, to make it scratch my own itch and then mock that up and then talk to people who have been interested who I think uh, I call these people seeds it's like from a seed group. Um so I'm going to show it to those iterate the mockups and then once I've got those mockups ready then I'm going to build a landing page that's going to be that's going to look kind of feature complete it's going to look like a real product um i've even got a little animation idea on how to make it look really slick and i've got some ideas on the kind of text to set to use to to sell this and then i'm going to put it on beta list and then hopefully if i'm right and it's it, it's it's a true consumer product it should get like a couple of hundred to, to 500 email addresses from it wow. if i'm right if i'm right um, and then that will be my primary thing. And then I will be speaking to those people. And then I think the next thing I'll do after that, once I've got more definition about what the product is and what people really want, I'm, I'm sort of thinking this time around, I might do a pre-launch and basically say, the only way you get on the beta list is if you pay, if, if you basically 
pay a year in advance. It's like 60 bucks down. Um, and so five bucks a month. And the okay. reason why I would do the reason why I would do that is um, to validate the the financials and to get a to get a group of people who I'm working with in Slack. I try and get all of those people in Slack and work with that audience and and those um, users and just really double down on building an amazing product for people who've given me money. Sounds like a lot. Well, yeah, it's it's so each one of those is like split up into you know. So the very first thing I have to do is to think through the product and start doing some mock-ups. So the, I've only shown, I've shown you one mock-up so far, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's not even remotely close to what it should be. Um, but it's the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so, but I just don't, I do find doing mock-ups for, 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 for real UI, for real end-user UI is very, very thought-intensive and time-intensive. And, um, I w in fact, I was doing this for, for the day job just recently. And what always happens is I start with this big UI that does all these different things. And the reason why I do that is because I want to see, okay, these are all the possibilities. Now, how do I simplify? And so I just iterate, you know, then I do, you know, the next version. Okay, I, if I, I can sort of remove those two buttons because they get covered by this button, then I do the next version and I just keep on bringing it down and down and down until there's just like, you know, three buttons. But the <laughs> but right it, three. It, the right three. But it it's very, very time intensive to work out how to get it from complexity to simplicity. And um, that's what I need to do. Mockups, getting it from complexity to simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to pull up... Uh a prioritization thing I did in my physical notebook. <laughs> um, nice. Okay. So I've got a, there's a, another project I'm helping out someone else with. Um, I've got to focus on that a bit. That's uh, basically a, a contracting thing where the, uh, one of my Ooh, friends money. is on it. And it's like, but he's also like moving off of that project. So I've got to basically You're taking gotta, it over. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. So I've got to read up a but lot. But I thought on that, that you do. I thought you didn't do work for. Oh, you do do work for people. I don't. You do unless it's like, uh, you know, my friend is working on it. <laughs> um, okay. Um. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that, and the, yeah, then work on on Reactor just in terms of like because I made a soft commitment to you of like when uh, I'm gonna get the site out, which should be next episode, and. Then my third priority. I, I don't mind if that if that drags a bit because I think we're still we're still getting our footing about what the hell is this thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know well, what I mean. The other thing I guess <laughs> is it doesn't have to be on the website before it's on YouTube or on the podcast stores, like on iTunes. Yes, that's that is true. I mean, Alchemist Camp started off as a YouTube channel before it was a site. Yeah. Um, so those, yeah, those are the main things I'm working on. The other is sorry. What was number three? Oh, the Lyricast Git series. So I, I did. Um, I actually did Jeffrey Way's uh, Lyricast series on Vim, uh, which is where I got the idea for like a couple of those things I was showing you on my Vim setup. Okay. Um, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything with PHP or Lyricasts. You know, he's such a good teacher, and he teaches so many related things that some mm -hmm. of them are pretty valuable. So after that. You know, after being so happy with that Vim series, where I learned stuff despite already having used Vim for years, um, is that the main teacher guy on Laracast? Yeah, he's. I think he's the only one. He's uh, he's he's so 
clear and, and yeah. concise and and so excellent at like talking around stuff. Very, very good. So very after good. that experience, uh, this is kind of like building the engine. I'm thinking, you know, I should I should just go through his Git series here and there Love when I've lot. got time because Git is going to be around for at least another decade. And, you know, just getting 5% more efficient with it is is probably a worthwhile win. Yeah. So mostly... Well, of course, I do everything through Tower, so it just all works. I've never heard of that. Is, is that still Git? It's, well, yeah, it's just, a, okay. it's just a, a really nice front end to Git. Like, it's a complete app. Hmm. Okay. So you, you don't have to do any Git. Well, as long as it's got a Vim mode, maybe I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, there's no Vim. Uh, it, it's just all UI. Yeah, it's, it's completely just, the opposite paradigm. <laughs> yeah, it's complete, but it's, it makes it so easy. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll still have a look uh, at it. Was, I'll, I'll put it in the What links. was number four? Number four was... Oh, you know what? I think I closed it. Um, oh. oh, no. No, I believe it was working on my email sequence. I like this idea of like a list, a list of things to try and get done. That's nice. Maybe I'll have to think about that for the next one. I do that sometimes, especially if I'm just like getting a coffee and I have like 10 minutes or something, I'll, uh, I'll just kind of do a brain dump because uh, especially when, when finishing one thing and I want to kind of, you know, reorder everything based on what's happened since I last thought about it. So, right. Well, this, this has seemed the most cohesive, even though it's been wildly uncohesive. It's been, <laughs> it seems like the most cohesive of the three that we've done. Um, so it's like, you know, I'm getting a sense of, you know, it's, it's there's some crystallization happening. You know, it's like it's it's potentially turning into a something <laughs> from a what the f <laughs> to ah uh, maybe this is you know maybe this is something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, until next time then. Okay. All right. Ciao. See ya.